0: Hey there, it's Justin again, Full Live Athlete Pastor. This is day 13 of the Walk Through the Bible, the online Bible reading club. It's great to read the Bible every day. So whether you're in your car, you're at home, you're, you're tuning in here, thank you for tuning in and watching. And you're definitely gonna to wanna to subscribe and then hit notifications, hit the notification button so you get the, the absolute best um, info about when we're having our videos. Uh, do, try to do them every day. You know, sometimes we hit two a day Sometimes we catch up that way, uh, due to difficulties and whatnot of getting the videos produced each day. But we're going to do 365 this year because it's important. Uh, and it's the Word of God. Every verse matters. It's breathed out by God. So let's get into it today. The, day, the day's uh, verses are really just two and a half chapters today: Genesis 31 and 32. And then we're going to move over to Matthew 9 and hit the second half of Matthew 9. All right, so in Genesis 31... Really want to hit on this uh, story in Genesis 31. Though I've always really reviewed 32 in this uh, daily Bible reading and really look at that in detail, but I want to go with 31 today. And 31, look at look at the text. It's it's really Jacob is fed up with his uh, father-in-law uh, for good reason. He's been working there for 20 years in exile uh, in Haran. Uh, Padam Haram, uh, Haran is the uh, place, and um, Pat on a ram. And Jacob uh, decides he's going to leave. And that's going to be a controversial decision because uh, his, uh, his father in law, uh, Laban, uh, is a scoundrel and is going to rely upon Jacob's work. And uh, throughout the last few years, Jacob's been increasing in wealth and Laban's been going down. And at the, at the end of the day, Jacob wants to go back to his home, to where his mother and father were. Um, and uh, take his wives with him. You know, there's a long story about how he got wives. You need to go back and read that uh, if you're not aware of what happened. Uh, But uh, it's fascinating. Well, so Jacob decides to leave. Laban finds out he's left three days later, and then he gets a posse, and they go chasing him uh, on this uh, manhunt. Eventually, they find him, but not before God actually appears to Laban and speaks to him and says, You shall not harm this man. Well, Jacob made sort of a rash uh, vow here and says, well, if you find anything that's not mine, that I've stolen or whatever, uh, then you can harm me. Well, uh, so in the, in the midst of that, God protects him because you know what? Unknowingly, Rachel, uh, the, the, the chosen wife of, I, of, uh, of Jacob here, has taken the household gods of Laban. So you see this, uh, what this real big narrative in Genesis is teaching ultimately, uh, and it's something we might not, get because we're looking at the story and the story is fascinating in itself, but God has an interest in communicating to Israel that the one true living God who set them free from Egypt out of slavery, that's the context of the original hearers here and the original readers of this story is that this whole Genesis narrative was written by Moses for the people of God as they encounter the polytheistic nations, the nations who worship multi-gods multi and you're supposed to worship the living and true God, Israel. Well, here's a great example of just how impotent the gods of the world are. Like, so Rachel steals the household gods, first of all, which is how can you steal a god? Well, she's stolen the gods, right? The multi-gods and she has hid them in her tent. Well, Laban and his men are rifling through everything, trying to find that Jacob stole anything to so have justification to, to uh, bring justice down on him. Well, they can't find the gods. They're looking for the gods. Where are the gods? <laughs> well, Rachel's sitting on them. Uh, she's got her menstrual cycle going on, and so she is excused, excused from, from rising when her father enters the tent. And right there, she's sitting on the household gods, And they can't say anything. And you know what God said? He says, you shall not harm Jacob. And even when Jacob puts himself in danger, God protects Jacob. And he's blessed Jacob. And he does that over and over and over again. And you see that the the real narrative flow here is is causing the people to have good reason to trust God over looking to the gods of the nations to, to rescue them. Because the gods of the nations, they can't speak. They're dumb. They're easily thwarted. They're, they're like a, a menstrual uh, cycle woman, ovulating woman. What well, you know, she's sitting on top of them, uh, and, and it's it's uh and she's it's absurd. It's absurdity to trust in the gods of this world. All right. So then you get to the next chapter, Genesis 32, and that's the wrestling with God uh, passage. You might be familiar with that one. But Jacob is accosted by this, uh, you know mysterious man it's like a prefiguring of christ and they wrestle all night long and he won't turn him loose until he receives the blessing and at that point he does give him the blessing right and, and but in, in that in the course of doing so he changes his name and he strikes him in the hip and and permanently injures the man jacob so jacob goes from becoming this Jacob the deceiver becoming Israel, which is he who strives with God. So the names are very important. God renames him because this is the one who strives with me. I'm not, I'm not going to mess with all those other gods. I am going to cling tightly to God who will deliver me. He's been a, a striving with men his whole life, his brother, his father, and then he's, he's, he's struggled with his, his father-in-law. Now his, his primary struggle in life will be struggling with God and he will become a great blessing to, his, to the nation. Jacob, the God of Jacob. Jacob is a key figure here, but he didn't start out so great. Now, he's going to have the biggest challenge of his life. He's going to face um, his brother next time. We'll see what happens as he approaches his brother, who he's defrauded of his birthright and his inheritance. All right, moving over to the New Testament. You see in Matthew 9, the second half of Matthew 9, a lot of healings, and and look at this. God has a plan for every single amount of suffering, or brokenness, or injury in our life. It's going to be renewed. You see that people in these in this text cannot see. Uh, they cannot uh, hear. well it's a uh, you got people who can't see. Two blind men. You got someone who can't speak, and you've got. Uh, someone who's dead. And so like, you think about spiritual deadness. People who are dead, people can't see Jesus, they can't hear Jesus. And what he says is that someday there's going to be a day in which our bodies, our souls, we're going to see clearly, we're going to believe clearly, we're going to do clearly God's will. Uh, though now is a struggle for us, there's going to be a day in which all of God's glory will be our desire. We'll see it, we'll hear it, we'll speak it, we'll do it. And what does that look like? It looks like what God's going to do is going to pour out the Spirit. And, and the, the laborers are going to go out into the fields and reap a harvest. That's the church. And that's what you see how the, how the verse is closed. is The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray for, therefore, earnestly for the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And that's us. Pray today that God would send out heart labors, that we might be some of those laborers, to make known the gospel of the kingdom of God in Jesus Christ. He may put our hip out of joint, but it's going to be healed. Uh, It's all part of his plan, and he's going to overturn every broken thing and bring us into the kingdom. This is the good news. All right, I hope that's helpful to you guys. Tune in the next time for day 14 of Reading Through the Bible Online Together. Again, hit the subscribe button. If you're already subscribed, make sure you hit the notifications button so you get the uh, latest uh, on when we're releasing the videos. They're kind of sporadic. They're all over the place, Uh, but uh, you'll get the notifications if you hit that. Like it, comment, do all your things. God bless you.